Podcasts have the power to change your life. And I'm hoping that this show with me, Anna Parker-Naples, is one that you'll come to to feel a little bit better and a little bit happier. Because this podcast is positively influential. The title of this episode might surprise you a little bit. The Witch Wound and How It Affects Female Friendships. In an earlier episode, I think it was my Boxing Day episode, I talked about the challenge that I have with discussing my spirituality. And I talked about my journey into reconnecting with that part of myself and how important that's been for my personal and professional and spiritual development over the last 12 months. One of the aspects that keeps coming up for me whenever I do Reiki or I meditate is that I will often get words that come at me, that I hear, that I feel. I don't know whether it's actually a sound or it's something in my head. But every time I do Reiki and really drop in, and particularly when I sit in a a healing circle or a women's circle where we've consciously been coming together to connect on a spiritual level with each other. And I'll talk a lot more about the circles that I've been in and how they feel and how they're run. And I guess I'd love to know if that's something you guys might be interested in me facilitating in some way at some point in person. Often when I sit in those circles, either during the circle or during the Reiki session or immediately afterwards or while I'm driving home, the words high priestess come up for me again and again and again. And that high priestess is often one that I will pull in a tarot pack. And what is then amazing is that if I was then listening to a track, for example, if I'd had quite a a deep experience in a Reiki session, I would then hear the words high priestess. I would turn on something on Spotify, have it on a loop with whatever tracks they're playing. And I would hear the words high or priestess in lyrics of songs I've never heard before which kind of just blows my mind a little bit. And for me, that high priestess represents the fact that I know that I'm supposed to be leading in a different way than I have been. And parcel of that is how I'm showing up here now, stepping up into a different form of leadership, knowing that I have these innate abilities that have come from somewhere. Now, coupled with that, one of the things I don't think I've ever talked about on any of my podcasts is that alongside the neurolinguistic programming, I am also a master of timeline therapy, which is an incredible technique that shifts lots of things very, very quickly. And I won't go too much into the timeline therapy and how that works, but just know that if ever you work with someone who knows what they're doing with timeline, it's going to shift things pretty quickly. Now, when you do timeline therapy, it's very much about thinking about your past. What are the things that have happened, the significant moments that have happened in your past? And then taking the learnings from looking at those events with adult eyes rather than potentially being that child or that person in that traumatic moment. What can you learn or observe that you can take those learnings with you, but release a lot of the emotional ties to the event? Now, the first time I ever did timeline therapy, I was really sceptical because I knew that they were going to be asking me while I'm in a state of trance whether a particular event was before, during or after my birth. And I was thinking, well, I don't necessarily believe in past lives. At least that's what I I felt at that time. So how could it possibly be a past life? And then I knew that one of the questions that was going to be coming to me was, is that past life generational? 
as in has it come down the family line? And if so, how many generations ago? Or is it something that you personally have lived through in the past? Now, whether or not you believe in past lives kind of is irrelevant for the neurolinguistic programming and timeline work because it's just, it, it could be that you've lived that past life before or it could be just how your brain has processed it. That's effectively what our brain does. It takes memories and associations and it, it bottles them up in some way inside our brains. Now, the very first time that I experienced timeline therapy, I went pretty deep and I went to what felt like a generational trauma but also was something that I felt very strongly that I'd lived through. Now, on my paternal side, we have a very strong Scottish heritage. And I found myself to be a woman, a Scottish woman in Scotland somewhere. And I don't know why I knew it was Scotland, but that's what my brain was processing. And I had been thrown down a part made well. And the image that came up for me was really traumatic, that I was quite literally able to see my fingers clawing at the mud trying to get out, aware that there were these voices at the top of the partially built well who had pushed me there and, and put me down there and were not going to help me to get out. And always having this awareness that there were men who had physically done the pushing, but it happened because women had betrayed me. Now, Every single time I do timeline work or I do some spiritual connection work, this connection to a wise woman past of my own, now whether that is generational, whether that is a past life of my own, I don't think it matters much. But for whatever reason, uh, there is something in me that carries this feeling, this sentiment that I have many times been betrayed by women that have actually then caused me physical harm or caused me to have to choose a different direction to walk in. Now, I've been really curious about this. And as many of you will know, I have recently been writing a fiction about World War II. And every time I really dive into that World War II stuff, I keep being pulled back because there's something about the witches in Scotland that really, again, is really attracting me. And my father and I, we went through a period of, we were just having all these synchronicities were being shown to us about the history of the regions that my family actually lived in and came from and actually where my parents have a holiday caravan I often go to in the summer and what actually happened in those spaces. Now, Scotland had far more women die during witch trials and witch persecution than pretty much anywhere else in Europe. It was brutal. And it turned out that the place that my ancestors are from are actually, or some of my ancestors, because we have all sorts of lines, don't we, are actually from this place where the women were persecuted and killed and set alive and all sorts of other dreadful things done to them. And I went on to find an article about the generational trauma that is passed down genetically when something major has affected a generation. And they were looking in this particular experiment at how trauma could be passed through rats. Now, I know testing on animals isn't good at all. Do not stand for that. But I think what this was showing them was really quite interesting. They found that through rats and then from our behaviours as well, they found that we can carry generational trauma for over 25 generations. And it was 25 generations ago that the height of the witch trials were happening in England and Scotland. Now, a lot of the things that were happening, they, these weren't witches necessarily. They weren't necessarily wicker supporters, but these were intuitive, powerful women who were a challenge and a threat to the church. 
and to established environments. And what happened was that women turned on each other to keep themselves safe or to protect themselves or to pull rank in some way. And I think we see this happening again and again and again. Now, historically, I've had very challenging relationships with other women. Women either really love me or they really hate me. And that's something I've kind of, to some extent, come to terms with over the years. But I've also had this pattern of being really betrayed by friends as well, close friends, and having to come to terms with that. Now, whether that is people directly doing something against me or backstabbing me in some way or just out and out rejection or abandonment, these are things that show up in my life again and again. And I know that a lot of the way that I think about female friendships, which I actually think when they are good friendships can be the most beautiful things in the world. They're so important for us to have those friendships. But also, I know for me, it's always a little bit on the edge of danger. Now, if any of you've read my book, Get Visible or listened to it on Audible, which is probably the best way to have a listen or find out about that, you will know that I was betrayed by a very, very good friend when I was a teenage, when I was 16. And as a result, I was brutally attacked by a gang of women. They weren't even women, they were teenagers, but you know they were much bigger than me. I was very, very petite. And the fallout of that event has shaped a lot of my early adulthood and a lot of the limiting decisions that I've made about myself and about myself in relationship to other women, in myself in relationship to other friendships. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today is not only this feeling, this sense that I have lived through these kinds of betrayals before in some way, not only in this life, potentially in past lives, but that genetically we are potentially many of us carrying the after effects of the witch trials, which were, you know, centuries long that this was going on. And that we can often as women feel that we aren't safe to show up, to be visible, to make our voices heard, that that can actually be very uncomfortable for us. How much of that stems from the betrayals we felt at the hands of other women? And one of the things that I have found in the online space amongst other leaders, healers, mentors, coaches, one of the things I've really struggled with is seeing the power of some of the inverted commas, use of the air inverted commas, the leaders, the gurus that many of us see, follow, are connected with online and the power that they yield. And not just the power that they yield, but the behaviours of their fans, of their followers, of the people who idolise them in some way. One of my favourite words actually is sycophant. I love that word. And what I see in the online space is a lot of very sycophantic behaviour fawning over people because they have big followers and ignoring some of the warning signs about what these people are like. And I think I've fallen for this over the last few years as well. I've fallen for some of the big followers thinking people must be way more impressive than they are or that they must be, I don't know, better or that they must have something pretty special if they've got that many followers and maybe ignoring the first few warning signs about some of their behaviours or the way that they show up. 
And I think one of the things that concerns me about the online space particularly is some of this sycophantic behaviour, really fawning, really gushing, really trying to appease that leader, that perceived leader, because they are influential and they are powerful. And it takes me back a little bit to being a teenager, not just in that circumstance that I described for you earlier, but many teenage instances where, and I see it in my own daughters as well, where it's well known, everybody knows who is the troublemaker, but to keep themselves safe, they keep quiet or they change their behaviours to make it acceptable to that person at the top. Now, that's exactly what was going on in the witch trials. And I think that there are many of us who are wounded by the behaviours of other women who find female friendships challenging. And I think on this episode, I'm not going into the ins and outs of previous relationship friendship bust-ups or anything like that. That's not my intention here. But to just share with you that if that is something that is an issue for you and has been an issue in the past, you're not alone with that. And if you are seeing things online you don't like, move in the other direction. (laughs) Move in the other direction. You don't have to see it anymore. There are many great people out there. And actually, that is the whole concept of Positively Influential, this podcast and the live events that we're having as well. I believe that sometimes we have to leave those people who are not on our wavelength, whose behaviours we find abhorrent or distasteful. We can leave them to it and walk in another direction and find the people that we want to find. And for me, I suppose a lot of this podcast, a lot of my rebrand is about choosing to lead in a different way, choosing to acknowledge that there is that witch wound of the past. There are those witch wounds in previous friendships and relationships that I've had throughout my life, but that I don't have to stay stuck down that well anymore. And you don't have to stay stuck, affected and paralysed by other people's neglect or poor behaviour of you. And that it's perfectly safe to go out into the world and find better people, nicer people on the same wavelength as, as you, who are filled with the same intentions as you, who come from a much greater place of love. And so if you have been affected by betrayals, if you have been affected by hurts, if you have been affected by poor behaviours at the at the hands of groups of other women or the leader of groups of other women, I want you to know you are not alone. Your hurt won't last forever. And that doesn't mean you have to close yourself off from other friendships as well, particularly female friendships. As I said, I think they're really important, but you've got to find people on the right wavelength. And as someone who's been through the mill with friendships on numerous occasions, I want to just give you hope There are great people out there. There are loving people out there. You will get through whatever you're going through right now. And maybe whatever's happening for you has happened so that you recognize that there's an inner power to you and that it is time to move away from people who are powerful in that way or sycophantic towards those in power and find a different tribe. And if you want to find that different tribe by coming along to one of my live events, I would love to see you there. We're going to be making them a regular thing, I hope, I hope, if the first couple go to plan. Because I know that there are lots of you who, for what I've talked about today, will make some sense. And what happens if we bring more positive influences into our lives and build friendships with great people? That is it for me for today. Over and out. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
We have got lots up our sleeve for Positively Influential with some live events coming your way soon. Make sure that you are on the waitlist to find out exactly what we're up to at www.annapn.co forward slash events. So you make sure that you are in the room with us, sucking up those vibes that are positively influential. Positively Influential.